Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Did you have any feelings about non-borough players? Anybody stand out to you in a good or bad way? On offense? In a good way? There's actually a couple. Uh, and, and, and more of on the special team side, I could point to Charlie Jones. But oh, uh, my man. other guy's T. What Higgins. an electric. What an electric return that just sparked so much yes. life. That team. I'm jumping, I'm jumping. We're like the Bengals <laughs> offense right now. Um, but even kind of going back to Charlie Jones, I agree with you. It was a spark because all we heard during preseason, during his first game, Oh, people wrote his career off just like oh, he was gone. everybody else that didn't play super well in the preseason. Yeah. So it was good to see that. And, and you hope to see that under your special teams because special teams was a struggle last week. So going on the other side, when it comes to the offensive weapons and you say, hey, is there anybody else good or bad? I'll, I'll point to the good. And I know we'll talk a little more about offensive line on Tuesday's episode when you have a chance to go back and watch some more of the tape. But off for, for wide receivers, it was T. Higgins. It was going to be a bounce back game for him. And I'm glad that he was able to be that target. It just feels like there's so many opportunities on the offensive side of the ball. There was a Jamar Chase catch that normally Jamar Chase catches. That would have been a touchdown. You look at Joe Burrow's red zone interception. So there was just a lot of missed opportunities on the offense. But I did think the offense did look better from week one, which it was only going to go up after that performance. After the first two drives, yeah. Yeah. The first two drives looked like week one. I went, oh, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Because the Ravens started with a seven and a half minute drive. And then the office went three and out, and then the Ravens are driving another four minute drive. I'm like, they're like that defense is going to be gassed. They're <laughs> they're beyond tired. Give them a shot, guys. But um, yeah, I think the guy you say T Higgins, that's the obvious one. That second touchdown, oh my god! I did, how did he get the second foot down? Like how? Oh, I don't know. He was right in front of the field. Oh, right. nice. But yeah. I was too busy thinking, how in the world are they going to get three more points at that time? Yeah. The the first one was just a dunk classic, mm-hmm. but the second one I was like, oh my god, that's why that's why he's gonna get a giant bag whenever he finally does get his extension. Hopefully, to me, hopefully from the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another guy that stood out in a positive way was Joe Mixon again, mm-hmm. and just like he looks healthy, man. He looks healthy. He's powerful. He's got a little bit of elusiveness to him. He's staying on his feet through contact, like. I feel very good about my take all offseason that he might bounce back because I think he was hurt for a lot of last year. He's been healthy and he's looked awesome. And I thought he was probably top 10-ish, maybe 
yeah. you could you, it uh, I think some people were and maybe could have included me sneak trying to sneak him into that top five two years ago <laughs> because he was awesome. It's like he doesn't yeah. turn the ball over, he's very efficient, he's strong, he runs like how you he he's like a coach's running back in my mind, where he usually makes the right decision, he runs, you know through contact and he holds onto the ball. That's really what coaches want. Uh, you know, some of the guys like the, the Alvin Camaros of the world, that's awesome. And doing all that. But sometimes I feel like coaches are probably like, come on, you know, like, let's just keep gaining out these six yard gains. And that's kind of what Mixon's able to give him. But when he stays on his feet, runs through contact, it's, it's great. I think he's a very bright part of the offense so far. Um, but to the other side, is there anybody you were disappointed in how they played? Well, when you think of the other side of the offensive line right now, I think it really it's going to come back to just seeing more of those reps because I'm watching the game live and and, and I want to see mm-hmm. the offensive line. I want to see how much time Joe Burrow had. I know I know Jonah was getting a few. Uh, there was some criticism on Jonah Williams. So I thought that sack was on Burrow, by the way. Did you? Which pressure be? pressure might have been on Jonah, but Burrow stepped up into the offensive line like can't get rid of the ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> and. There- you could argue it's on Jonah. I just, when I first saw that, I thought like oh, he just ran into his offensive line. Maybe if the calf's healthy, he rolls out to the right because Clowney lost contain. And maybe one of the defensive tackles was kind of coming over for that. But it felt more to me like Clowney gambled around the outside, missed the sack. And then instead of Burrow kind of rolling right, which he did a lot of this game. So I'm not saying that he can't do it. Uh, he kind of went up into the offensive line. And then I think the eyes dropped because he ran into his offensive lineman trying to keep his eyes downfield. Like, okay, where is everybody right now? And then got sacked. And, and I think we could probably say the same thing about Cordell Wilson. Um, it, it, it hasn't been a good first two weeks for it hasn't. him. It hasn't. And, and I'm not trying to put this on the offensive line because it's okay to criticize the franchise quarterback. It, it, it's fine. You know, he's getting paid a lot of money to be the franchise quarterback. But at the same time, there are there are a lot of things with this offense. And I know a lot of people want to point at the preseason. They should have they should have been out there during preseason. It's going to be a difference maker if you do not have your quarterback out there with your offensive line and your wide receivers. You need yeah. a Joe out there. So when Joe isn't ticking, this offense isn't made to be OK. Joe, Joe is the reason that it that it works. And when Joe is off, it, it doesn't. And I don't even want to put that on the offense in this game because I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's offensive line. It's Joe. I think the calf injury, and we'll, we'll finish up offense after this, but the calf injury for me personally, it's the biggest concern right now because this is something that we're going to have to deal with with, with this offense for the foreseeable future. We just don't know what it looks like. They do get one extra day with the game being on Monday Night Football, but you have to think what is smart right now. You're 0-2. You're in a hole right now in your division, in the in the NFL overall. What do you do with your franchise quarterback if he isn't? I don't, I don't even know what percentage, because, again, we are not doctors on this podcast, but the, the calf injury for me personally, it all just comes back to that when it comes to the disappointments. And it's not that it's Joe Burrow's fault. It's just something that it's very concerning. Yeah, I know my thoughts on the calf were basically the team doesn't seem to have much of a reaction, so I don't have much of a reaction. Now I do have a little bit of a reaction. It's like, okay, doesn't seem good. No, like it doesn't seem right. I, I still don't I don't know if that's the reason why he played poorly for some of this game mm-hmm. and great for some other parts of the game. I think that might be more rust than anything. And I, I thought he did look legit good for a lot of the game. And a lot of the stats, like, you know, his EPA per play, everything's going to go down because of one decision and that interception, because that took three, that took at least three, possibly seven points off the board. I think it was on first or second down. It wasn't a third down pick. And either way, you don't throw those picks in the red zone. Um, 
tough. Uh, I think we are at the point where I was a little lower on Irv Smith this year, and we may be now at the point where, yeah, that's probably where we should be is he's probably not a receiving upgrade over Hayden Hurst and CJ Uzama. And he's not a blocking upgrade over them for sure. Cause of his size. Uh, this is, I guess, you know, well, I hope he turns it around. I like him. I think he moves well, if he can create some separation and, you know, work those things. But where I am right now is kind of like, oof. Could this be not a giant one, but just a slight width in terms of trying to find that year, that one year rental tight end? I, I, I think going to, and they went to Irv a couple times and it just didn't work. And and we can yeah. point out like, you know, him and Joe getting those reps, getting comfortable with each other, but it's really not working out. And and it, there's no excuse though. I mean, you maybe look we at- feel different if he gets his second foot down on that first target down the field, but he did a good job getting open on it. <laughs> he just. <laughs> And he got open a lot. It just, it never felt like him and Joe were on the same page when, when they were trying to connect. So for me personally, yeah. maybe it gets better. Maybe it gets better. And and it's been underwhelming right now. And look, I'm not trying to be like season's over, you know, they're, they're not going to be. No, and I, I did say, I'm like, I don't really think they're going to win the NFC North right now, but Hey, look, that's my reaction right now because it's, it isn't the same as last year. You're Owen two. You have a, I would say a pretty hot Rams team coming into Monday night football to pretty mm-hmm. much prove everybody wrong when everybody's doubting them. You know, who do they have on their team? They still have a lot of playmakers and Matthew Stafford to a lot of people is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. So you have that coming around the oh, corner. Like he is. So, um, so offensive, Offensive-wise, we'll, we'll stay there. We'll, we'll flip over to the defensive side right now. Mm-hmm. But um, I, look, it's okay to criticize Lou. It's okay to criticize the defense because we can do that with the franchise quarterback on the offensive side. We can tell Zach Taylor he's not doing a great job when it comes to calling plays. But on defense, they struggled today. They struggled hard. And my first thought was this was supposed to be an advantageous matchup for their defensive line against a very beat-up Ravens offensive line. Not much taken advantage of the only thing i can think of was reader drawing two holding penalties on back-to-back plays and other than that like what big plays does this defensive line make i saw one-on-one opportunities for uh trey Anderson against patrick mccarry and he didn't get home and i'm like man that is a matchup you have to win when you get that one-on-one you know you got to run through him and get to lamar uh 